Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley. Hey everyone, and welcome to another show of the Virtual Success Show, where I'm joined by my co-host, Barbara Turley. Hey, Bob. Hey, Matt. How are you today? I'm really well. And yourself? Good, thank you. Excited about our topic that we're going to dissect into today. I am, I am. And, you know, it's, it's, um, as always, you know, our meetings before the show um, um, are always interesting conversations and topics just pop up. And um, this one, it was funny, we were sort of halfway through a conversation, Barbara and I, we went, this is a show, let's start recording. So we did. And, <laughs> so here um, we are about to dissect what the problem I presented to Matt, which you see yeah. all the time, Matt. And it is. And, and I think one of, the, um, one of the questions I get asked regularly is, how do I assess or sort of measure the success or failure of my virtual assistant? How do I know whether they're doing well or, or not doing well? And, you know, it's a, it's a really interesting topic. And I think there's many, many, um, many different ways you can do this. Um, but what we wanted to do today was sort of open a discussion between Barbara and I because we were talking about this beforehand. And, um, and then we, we give, share some insights into this. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges when trying to assess your virtual assistant is making it really complicated and then therefore hard to um, measure and be transparent. And when you're trying to measure the success or failure of a role, um, you've got to make it really easy and transparent for both you and the person you're assessing to understand uh, how they're doing. There should be no surprises. So the way that I've done this over the years with the um, you know, virtual teams and even local people that I've had working with me, um, I create a list of the, the things that they are responsible for. So, for instance, um, they may be responsible for uh, managing my calendar, uh, managing my emails, uh, booking um, hotels, booking travel. Um, it could be, uh, you know, one one for for Barbara and I is, um, you know, um, the podcast. So actually taking the recordings and, and producing the show, um, and so you you need to create a list of all of the key areas or key um, responsibilities that your VA has. What you then need to do is you need to get them to score themselves, uh, let's say it's a scoring system out of five, and five is that they are completely competent, confident, and do this task task exceptionally well, and one is that they're a novice at it, they, they really don't know what they're doing and uh, are struggling with it. And you get them to assess themselves uh, in each of those areas as a score out of five. Um, what you then do separately is you take the same list 
and you score them on how you believe they're doing in that at that with that responsibility or that task. And the then what you can do is you can have a really um, educated and robust conversation about the gap. So, for instance, let's say that um, uh, I score. Let's say I'll, I'll just use the example of uh, managing my calendar, and let's say I I score my virtual assistant as a three, uh, and they score themselves as a four. Then the discussion is, why do they give themselves a four, and why did I give them a three? And then what are we going to do differently in the next? month or quarter, depending on what period of time you're reviewing them, uh, to get them to a four or a five. And that way then you're understanding from their model of the world how they assess themselves and you get to, uh, and then you under, they understand from your model of the world how you assess them. You know what I'm, so I'm just thinking for a second. What are your thoughts around yeah. that? Yeah, I was just thinking as you were talking, you know, it's so what I love about that setup is that you get to the heart of uh, things that are difficult to identify. So, for example, you as the business might say, you know, yeah, you do a great job with the calendar management. I understand you're there every day. You know, you get back to the clients. Um, uh, everything's always correct. So I'm just trying to think of an example of of sort of where you could dig into something that's frustrating you that you haven't been able to articulate or even realize before. And you might say to the VA, the only thing is, though, you're constantly pinging me every 10 minutes in Skype with questions about the calendar. And that's where the disconnect is. So from their perspective, the calendar looks good, everything's right, but there's a um, they're getting constant clarifications or whatever. So there's something that's slightly outside of the task that is frustrating you and therefore causing your your view of the task's success in this scenario to be skewed negatively uh, so that neither of you can see. And that, as you say, like that means the VA can see it from your perspective and you can see it from their perspective. And as we know, <laughs> generally, we all view things differently. So it's really good to understand each other's perspective around wh- why something's going right or why something is going wrong from the other person's perspective. So I think that is a really powerful uh, conversation, actually. And it reduces, the, it reduces any negativity that people feel around feedback. Because as we know, we did, a show, we did like a series of shows on this before. Feed, delivering feedback in an effective way can be quite awkward for many people and they feel it's quite negative and this is a much more collaborative kind of conversation around what's needed by both sides yes and 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 also to add to that we we one of the earlier shows we did around um um, expectations and so what can happen is they may understand the task but your expectation and their expectation may be misaligned absolutely Um, yeah and, and it's often through what hasn't been communicated yeah, and you only learn that by working together, actually, each other's yes. style, because that can really affect how things, because, you know, we were trying to talk about this, the, the we were talking about KPIs, basically, Matt and I, and while we did identify certain KPIs that you could use we re, that are very metrics-driven, of course, that's, you know, that's the ideal, pure way of doing it, but doing it that way can sort of lose some of the stuff we're just talking about here, Matt. I'm just thinking you lose that sort of connectivity of style and 
um, perspective and, and that, those, that conversation gets lost a little bit, I think. It does. It does. And, you know, what, what this also does um, as, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, it enables you to assess your effectiveness of onboarding and training your staff also. Um, I've always found in the past where the gap often lies is because I haven't trained uh, my virtual assistant in the ways that I'm actually expecting them to do something. Um, or I've only trained them in certain parts of it and I haven't actually gone to the next level with the training. Um, yeah. So, but also too, I may have trained them with something in something, but um, haven't spent enough time practicing it with them or enabling them to ask me questions or maybe I rushed the training. I, you know, there's so many different things. And if we're going to take responsibility around here, um, this is not a, an assessment tool to point the finger. Uh, it's an assessment tool to be able to work together uh, so that you get the best from this role and this and this person. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking as well, there will be some, some of you guys listening will be thinking, oh my God, that just sounds so tedious. It's like a HR role. I don't want to do this. And most of us, you know, being entrepreneurial, I mean, quite frankly, we'd rather stick needles in our eyeballs than do this sort of <laughs> analysis and and team management but sadly when you're running a business um whether you sort of like it or not i think this becomes part of your role as as a leader uh even if you just bring one va into your business you can choose to i mean you can choose to not do it but i think the power of doing it is that you start to invest in your people and and that i can safely say that i mean that's one of the most powerful things that i have done in my business is to help my people be great, regardless of how great they were before. You know, they might have been A players coming in, but I need them to be my A players. And, and it does really help to, to get this right. Yeah. But also, too, I think what you've got to remember is um, everyone needs feedback. Yeah, because if I'm not getting feedback from, from whether it's, uh, you know, my superior or whoever it might be, I'm going to assume I'm doing a good job. Because I haven't heard anything, uh, I'm not being told otherwise, I'm doing the tasks that are asked of me, and so I'm just going to assume that I'm doing things the way that I should be or the way that are expected of me. Or, or so dare, I, dare I say it, Matt, some people might be thinking, well, they haven't pinged me for it, so nobody's noticing that I'm not doing a good job. For those people yes. who kind of know that they're not really playing at the level, they're sort of skirting under the, you know, the, the, the wire, so to speak, then they feel some. If you have that type of person on your team, well, they'll just keep skating along with that if they feel they can get away with it. So exactly. Mm. So I think um, you know consistent and timely feedback, um, and also to having a um, when I when I um, conceptualized, I guess this with my VA uh, years ago, it was because I wanted to see how they assess themselves as well as how I did. I mean, I could assess them, um, but I knew that if we discussed the gap, then at least they, uh, what I find anyway, is that they don't get defensive because it's a constructive conversation. They've had the opportunity to, to give you the score and why they've given themselves that score, and you've, you've given the opportunity also. Now, you know, what can happen too at times is, I've had instances where I've scored uh, my VA higher than they've scored themselves. 
Yeah, that's and, a common one. Yeah. And so what it does is it helps build their confidence. It helps them, uh, helps reiterate that they're doing a really good job and that you're, um, that, that they are, I guess, exceeding your expectations. Um, so um, it's it, this simple investment of time um, really does continue to reap and, and pay you back. In fact, this is actually such a good strategy, Matt, and I've, I've heard you talk about it so many times and, and I've read it obviously in your book, The Stop Doing List, amazing part of that book, that we finally, finally, just at this point, we are now, we've just built it into some of our big system automations that we have around review time and we have a, an evaluation that goes to the client, to the team leader and to the VA themselves um, across three people that, and then there's, it's uh, we we're including this part where the employee or the virtual assistant gets to rate themselves, so that they feel like they've got a seat at the table and they actually have a say. Um, and I'm interested to know, actually, Matt, have you ever had an instance where you rated somebody, they rated themselves higher than you did, but upon discussion, you realised that maybe their rating actually was right and yours was skewed in the wrong direction for various re- for whatever reason. Has that ever happened? It has, yeah. And, and often it's because uh, either um, they were, the, the parts that I was saying they weren't doing had never been communicated with them. Oh, They'd yes. I can imagine that. those areas. Yeah. Or they were, that, that responsibility, it was sort of, um, it may have been that we had, three responsibilities sort of in one and so it wasn't clear that I was responsible for all three things I thought I only needed to do this part yeah that's a great I was just thinking that's a great example actually and I think now that I've asked that question I'm actually thinking that happens more often than we think because I had a situation a while ago where I I probably was consistently rating one of my team lower than this person would rate themselves and then it became kind of apparent to me when I when I thought about it. I actually spoke to HR, and I had I had some feedback on, you know, from other people who interact in, with this role uh, that that person saw themselves as supporting me, as opposed to leading that area, and that was an eye opener for me because I was like, okay, so that person's um, expectation of themselves in that role is different from what my expectation of their their role is or the leaders the level of leadership that I was attributing to that role was was uh, higher than the level of leadership that they thought I was attributing to that role so therefore it resulted in a lot of clarifications still coming to me for guidance etc thinking that that was the right thing to do because I was the leader so and I realized I hadn't actually communicated that effectively um, so it was that was an eye opener for me to have that experience. So I think this is a really there's multiple ways to look at this process, and it's not just a cut and dried. Well, you rate yourself, I rate you, and then we discuss it, and I win. <laughs> you know, like as the leader, my rating stands. You know, as the right one. Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 so what you've got to be mindful of here, let, you know, they score themselves, you score them, you discuss the gap. You need to have clear next steps and you also have to have a clear time frame within which you're going to check back in. Yes. So and be clear. Yeah. So that it's not left hanging. Yeah. Correct. 
So if this is, say, a quarterly assessment, which is I, I recommend, um, you know, you should do something like this monthly, but at bare minimum quarterly. Um, the you might you might do uh, you know you might rate it have a difference in rating, but you may say, look, what we're going to do uh, on this particular area because it's uh, of high importance, we're going to check back in in a month. Let's book it in the diary now so that we can have a little discussion in one month's time. Uh, again, just in this particular area, we're not going to go through the whole thing again. We're just going to talk about this particular one because it's really really important. Um, yeah. Or what you may do is you go, okay, there's a difference. The strategy is that you and I are going to spend some time training together over the next month. I think we need 30 minutes a week. Let's book it in the diary now and make sure that it happens. Yeah, and you have to make that commitment. And like I said, as the leader of the business, this is actually a role that you start to take on the minute you start to take people on in your business. And you have to kind of accept that. Yeah. I mean, you can sort of delegate it, I guess, to, but, you know, until you get really big and you've got operations and this, you know, team leaders and stuff like that, it's actually hard to delegate this to anyone. You have to kind of suck it up and do it yourself, but you'll grow your people with it. So, um, Matt, for me, that's been, I mean, it's great because this is an area I've struggled with myself as to how to kind of progress things. Um, I've, I've got all the other strategies kind of down pat as to how to onboard and train, get the most out of VAs. But this is an area now I'm really hitting up against as we've, we've had people working with us for years, you know, so we've got to do this on behalf of clients as well to help them to, we, we help to kind of mentor the VAs up the ladder too in this way. So really great advice. Uh, Thank you. And yeah, and the last thing I'd say is, is just keep this simple, keep it simple, simple list of responsibilities with a, a consistent time frame. And, uh, and give it a go. Uh, it will make a huge difference and it will help you build a deeper connection and, and get, um, I guess, better result from your VAs. Yeah, so if any of you have um, want to share any stories about that, pop into the Facebook group where we've got the Virtual Success Facebook group. And you can also suggest shows that you'd really like us to do. Um, we're always open to new ideas. If you love the show, please make sure that you share it and subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast listening tool uh, and give us a rating and a thumbs up review if you can so that we can help get the show out to more people so Matt thanks so much for that today thanks everyone for listening until next time we'll see you soon bye thank you for listening to the virtual success show if you found this show helpful take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together